Welcome to the Farm Beats podcast. Farm Bits is proudly produced by the Nebraska Digital Agricultural Team and hosted by students at the University of Nebraska. The Farm Bits podcast comes to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture through interviews with experts, producers, and innovators from across the agricultural industry. We hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, FarmBits followers, and welcome to another episode of the FarmBits podcast. I'm Katie Bathke. And I'm Deepa Gimire, and we are glad to have you with us as we begin diving into the topic of utilizing artificial intelligence to leverage digital pest management with Nessie, CEO and founder of Agrio. So our first question is, could you introduce yourself and sharing your background up until where you are now with Agrio? Yeah, so first, uh, thank, thank you for having me. Um, a bit about myself, I was born and uh, raised in Israel. Studied physics uh, until uh, I got my PhD in uh, theoretical physics in uh, Oxford. And then I changed uh, my subject a bit and become interested in uh, AI, computer vision. And worked on uh, several projects in the industry that uh, were related to a medical device mainly. A few of the startups that I started are in advanced test stages. And five years ago, I was uh, starting to work on problems in agriculture mm-hmm. that are related to uh, computer vision. Agriculture is a, is a subject in which the vision uh, sense is very important. Um, crop advisors, agronomists, they go out to the fields and they inspect the, the plants with their uh, with their eyes to see symptoms, and this is how they operate. So I thought that computer vision can play a very important role in this uh, in this subject. Absolutely. Yeah, that that sounds quite interesting. Like uh, from long way from physics, AI, and then now into something related with uh, agriculture and pest management. That sounds interesting. So uh, can you please share with us, like, what is Agrio and how did this company start? Yeah, so Agrio started uh, five years ago. It's a company that is developing a mobile and web application that help uh, growers and uh, crop advisors to manage uh, plant protection. As I said, it's leveraging uh, computer vision uh, technology to solve problems of uh, plant uh, diagnosis, both based on images that are coming from smartphones and also remote sensing uh, information such as uh, satellite uh, scans. Awesome. Well, I can't wait to get more into that during the interview. Can you first tell us where you're based out of and where are the majority of your customers based out of? Yeah, so the management is based uh, in Israel. We work uh, from Israel, but we hire agronomists all around the world. The application is uh, translated to 15 different languages, so we don't really have a focus, a market of focus. Okay. And the app was downloaded by almost 1 million users all around the world, and this is how we, we operate. We want to be active all around the, all, all the, all around the year. Agriculture, agriculture is very seasonal, but we want to be able to learn and improve all around the, the year, so we are operating globally. That's awesome. I love that. 
Yeah, that that really sounds interesting. Like uh, operating throughout several countries and then available in different languages, that would be of like huge help to farmers across different countries. So uh, before we dive into the specific paste portion of this interview, can you please share with us what products does Agrio bring to the market today? Yeah, so as I said, we are developing uh, application, uh, mainly mainly mobile application. Most of our users they don't have uh, they don't use the computers; uh, they use uh, their smartphones. And we are making this technology accessible to them with uh, mobiles. But we also offer a computer vision API, which is a programming uh, interface for other developers to be able to integrate this uh, component of uh, plant diagnosis, which is based on image in their uh, products. That's awesome. I love that you bring up that it's mobile because that is a lot of how producers operate. So I think that's really important for your market. Do you look at just insects, pathogens, weeds, or do you kind of do it all? Yeah, so when a user takes a picture of a plant, we, are, we need to be able to identify uh, any symptom. We are mainly focused on diseases, uh, insect pests, and nutritional deficiency. Absolutely. But if uh, someone captures an image of uh, some kind of, uh, some kind of uh, damage, for example, mechanical damage or salinity or something like that, we at least need to be able to say that it's uh, not a disease uh, or a pest. So for us to provide a complete solution, we are training the system to identify any uh, visual symptom that could be wow. seen on the plant. Yes. And then can you talk to us about what you're mainly focused around? It sounds like you have like a really broad range. Yeah, so in the last five years, the system is learning all the time from examples. And in the last uh, five years, we got uh, millions of images of many different crops. We were yeah. able to uh, train the system on something like 100 different crops. All the main agricultural crops are uh, available on the system. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. A lot of like different kind of pace ranging from whatever it might be and then different kind of crops. That really sounds interesting. With this note, can you please uh, talk to us about the advantages your digital scouting platform brings to the table and particularly what role the artificial intelligence plays in this product? Yeah, so if the scouting, uh, dig digital scouting uh, solution that we are offering, we want to solve uh, two problems. One is to help uh, inexperienced, inexperienced scouts to do the work and also to save time to the experienced uh, scout. Scouting is a very time consuming. And as I, as I said before, it involves a lot of uh, visual inspecting. It can be some, for example, counting uh, insects, trying to estimate the level of infestation, and those are very time-consuming tasks. So what we are trying to do is to leverage this uh, engine that we developed, the computer vision engine, in, in order to solve problems that are related to those, uh, to those uh, things. So for example, we will uh, allow scout, scouts to take uh, an image of a leaf with uh, white flies, and we will count the number of eggs or we will count the number of uh, insects so that uh, we will save time 
and uh, we'll be able to do everything on the fly as the scout is uh, moving moving around. We also, before the scout is even arriving to the field, we are helping them to prioritize the visit. So we show them what we think, where we think are the main problems based on satellite uh, imagery, for example, or things that we saw in uh, previous uh, seasons. Uh, so we help them to go to those uh, hot spots. And the AI is, is both coming in in the part of the image processing and also we are helping them to interact with this assistant with a voice. So we want to um, prevent situation in which the scouts need to stand in the field and type, type into the phone. We help them to interact, to give instructions to the uh, scout assistant that we build with uh, voice commands, record the insights, and we are helping them to complete the report, the scouting report, before they leave the, the fields and to share them with, uh, with their clients or with their supervisors and so on. Yeah, so basically the scout is going, is going out. If you have uh, many fields that you need to scout, it doesn't need to, to worry about it. You just take pictures, recording insights, and we are arranging everything on the map we are sorting things, insights based on fields, locations, and so on. And in the end of the day, you can uh, share many PDF reports based on fields or different growers that they serve with a click of a, a button. That's such a powerful tool after having been a crop scout for a couple of years. Like, I think that's that's incredible that you can you're incorporating the satellite imagery to better understand where these hotspots are and how those crop scouts can start to interact because without without that prior knowledge you kind of go out there and you're waiting to see what you're gonna see so I think that's really important can you talk to us a little bit about what your agro shield product looks like on a farmer's operation and do you have like a specific success story from a grower yeah, so AgroShield, uh, naively, the first thing that we thought about is, okay, we get thousands of images from uh, users every day, and we know exactly what is going on regarding diseases and pests all around the world. So if someone is identifying a problem now in this field, it makes sense to at least alert the farmers in the region, telling them that there is a problem now and they need to take uh, attention and see maybe they need to apply a preventative measure and so on. And we took it to the next level uh, when we started to model uh, the spread uh, to the far future, look at uh, the weather, look at uh, trends of uh, migration of pests and diseases, for example, how the wheat rice rust is going from uh, Argentina north to uh, the, U the US and so on. In order to be able to give uh, alerts when preventative measures still can prevent the damages. And we have many successes with uh, this uh, uh, system. I think that one of the, the one that was uh, maybe most uh, talked about is the, when we identify the invasion of the fall army worm to India. The fall army worm is very common in uh, in the US, in South America. But when we identify for the first time the fall army worm in India, 
it was in uh, July uh, 2018. And it was the first time that the farmers uh, saw this pass. So all the information which was transferred for them, we sent push notification uh, in the mobile phones when we identified for the first time after a farmer uploaded an image in uh, South India and the AI identified that it's a full army worm, agronomist uh, uh, verified that the identification was correct. And when we saw that, we alerted tens of thousands of farmers in uh, South India and we injected all the information that we know about the past, what are the effective uh, treatments and so on. We injected it with uh, push notifications to their phone so that they will be able to be to to deal with this uh, devastating uh, insect. That's a great way to use like to have a predictive tool in farmers' hands and have that like you make it sound like it's like an instant notification, like an email, which I think is really really cool. Yeah, I, I agree. That's something like farmer will always be looking to before getting into the product damage or crop damage by those insects if they can get those kind of informations beforehand of course like their management would be very easy and effective so what we are trying to do is we are trying to do uh, integrated pest management in a wide in a wide area and then i think that uh, digital solutions can coordinate those efforts and make it very effective for the farmers to deal with pests in this area yeah i think so too i love that so we learned that you have a pest lifecycle tracking feature within your products. So can you please talk about that and how does this pest lifecycle tracking feature works? Yeah, so development of insects is heavily dependent on weather, temperature, and what we are trying to do. And we know that there are some stages in the insect lifecycle in which the pesticides will work much better. For example, when the egg etching in some uh, moth caterpillars, it's going to be the best timing to uh, spray the insecticides. There is another aspect, uh, when you see already the infestation in the field, you want to be able to predict when the next generations will arrive. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it can be up to five generations, you want to, to be able to predict it and to prepare. Maybe you were surprised by the first generation, but if you can predict the next generations, you will be able to, to do much better. Absolutely. So what we did is, is uh, once you uh, download the app and you just put your field in the, in the, on the map and you tell us what you grow, we have a list of uh, pests uh, that we are tracking. And we are asking you for uh, minimal feedback. For example, we can ask you to install a trap to and to tell us when you catch the, the first insect. And when you do that, we start to track for you the life cycle of the, of the pest. So we can tell you in five days, we predict that the egg will hatch. And this is when you need to apply. And we will go with, with you stage by stage. And we will allow you to give us feedback in order to fine tune if we are having a, if we are still in the phase that we are learning about this uh, uh, past in this uh, new territory and so on. So we call it the day, daily briefing. Whenever you open the app, we will give you the full picture of all the pests uh, that we know how to track. 
and which stage they are and what you need to do, if you need to renew the traps, if you need to uh, apply pesticides and so on. We also do it uh, with plants. So we are tracking the stages of the plants. And once we see that the plant is in a stage in which maybe it's more, uh, it can be damaged by some kind of a pest, we will instruct you what to look for and what to put the emphasis when you're doing the scouting. It's really cool. I like I like how there's so many aspects to your product that create this functionality for the growers. I think that's really unique. And I haven't quite seen that in scouting um, apps before. So that's really awesome. It sounds like you have a vast range of where your products can be applied, what it sounds like across the globe. So could you talk to us kind of how your tool interacts with yearly climate differences between different regions and kind of how it handles those different growing conditions? Uh, yeah, so as I said, it's it's a learning system. So if we are going to introduce a model, for example, we talked right, right now, we talked about the life cycle of pests. If we are going to introduce a new model to a new territory, there will be a phase in which we will learn. As you, as I said in the beginning, we are getting thousands of images every day. So we do have a lot of information about the development of pests already in many territories. But uh, still, there are several uh, phases. So we are, we do fine tune every model that we have to a territory um, before it's coming, uh, it's becoming fully uh, functional. So as we are talking about the pest, there can be a lot of like implications or economic risk because of the pest to the farmer's operations. Can you please explain to us uh, how the Agrio products can help bridge that gap? Yeah, so everything that we are doing is to try to take uh, maybe somehow sophisticated uh, methods that were developed in uh, integrated pest management uh, practices and make them very simple so that everyone can uh, implement them. Um, we talked, for example, about the life cycle of pests. So to do this tracking yourself, to measure the temperature every hour and go and manage Excel sheets in which you are and doing all the calculations yourself is very is very complicated and i think that most farmers will not do it but once we are using a remote sensing devices in order to measure the temperatures the, the temperatures in your field and we are using hyperlocal uh, weather information so the information that we are providing about the weather to the farmers is in a very high resolution. It's going to be a field specific. It's going to be in a three kilometer uh, resolution. So once we do that for you and you don't need to bother and, and to manage those Excel sheets, and we are also bringing all the knowledge about the modeling and, and so on, uh, we are lower, lowering the risk for the, for the farmers. Making very sophisticated methods that were developed by very smart people. We are just making them more uh, accessible. And uh, we help uh, farmers to. So I said that we got uh, millions of images from farmers. What we did is we took these those uh, images, and we started to look at uh, the corresponding uh, satellite scans. So we, whenever we see a problem in the field, we are trying to go back and look at the scans. For example, from uh, two weeks ago and see if we can see, find patterns of problems 
in the scans before the farmer uh, saw the symptoms in the, in the, on the plant, in the field. And we see that we can uh, train a, a, an AI system to identify those patterns uh, in wavelengths that are not visible to the, to the human eye. And based on this very large data, and we have a lot of uh, information and data that we can use, we are able to find patterns that provide farmers with tools to apply preventative measures or at least to treat the problem in a very early stage and lower the risk of uh, losing yield and losing crop to a pest in disease. Absolutely. I think that's such, such an important aspect to your product as well. Can you talk to us about some of the biggest challenges you've been faced in dealing with pest management and kind of how you're, you've trained your system to overcome these challenges? Yes, so we talked about many territories, and mm -hmm. I think that a very important uh, subject is the fact that uh, pests develop resistance to uh, pesticides, and it's becoming more complicated when you are trying to serve many territories because every pest in uh, every territory has a different resistance to uh, pesticides, and you need to learn that. What we are doing is that we are not stopping our service when we provide the advice. We are asking for a feedback from the growers and luckily they are cooperating very well with us. And they are telling us what kind of treatment recommendations that we provided were useful or not useful. And in that way, we are able to also take this, those things into account and learn what kind of uh, treatment protocols work and where they work and to optimize on that uh, as well. But uh, pesticide resistance is uh, quite challenging. I was wondering if resistance ever played a role in the training of your product. I like that you really bring up that this interaction with the growers. I think that's a really key aspect when implementing digital tools. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Like having just the images and then just providing support to them would not be like beneficial as long as you again hear back from them and see like if your products are actually helping them or there needs to be some changes to the products. I think that's quite useful to advance them further and help farmers more. Uh, the technologies are advancing and there, there are being like different tools, different technologies that are coming up to help farmers uh, in the pest management. So can you please share with us, uh, what are you most looking forward into the future of integrating recent tools and technologies in pest management? Yeah, so I think that the ultimate solution is completely autonomous uh, scouting of fields. I mean, it's going to be human beings. Scouts are very limited by the uh, area of fields that they can cover. And therefore, I think that uh, in the end of the day, we need some kind of uh, robots that are able to uh, either fly or drive uh, in the field and uh, inspect plants as scouts are doing. It's obviously, it's very challenging because many times the scouts need to do a very non-trivial intervention for example, to flip the, the leaf, which is something that is still very challenging for a robot to do, or to pull the plant out of the, the ground. And in the end of the day, this, uh, I think this is where it's going. 
And in those uh, systems, uh, for sure, the uh, basic thing that uh, those robots uh, will need to have is the, is the vision system, the ability to inspect plants as uh, human beings are uh, doing. And for us, this, uh, this is the vision of the company to provide this uh, engine that is able to uh, augment those uh, machines uh, out there. By the way, it doesn't have to be autonomous uh, machine. It can be any machine that is already exploring the fields and provide them with the ability to see and to uh, analyze the, the plants. There are um, some people trying to develop those things to do more remote sensing at the field scale level with that. So I think that's a really interesting perspective. Thank you. Is there anything that we didn't talk about today that you might want to add or mention to share with our listeners? I think that uh, maybe it's important to say that it's, uh, the farmers in the end of the day are playing a very important uh, role in this uh, development of technology. Mm -hmm. Technology companies cannot do it without the feedback and the uh, and the ping pong with the, the users. All technology in the end of the day is developed uh, with uh, both sides taking active parts in it. Absolutely. I also want to mention that researchers are using our tool. Mm -hmm. I think that we didn't talk about it, but for example, there are experiments that uh, researchers are doing with, uh, for example, seed treatment, and they are applying on uh, some uh, sections of the field and they are using remote sensing in order to monitor those experiments uh, remotely. Yeah, we talked uh, a lot of, about the products and how these technologies are being liberated to farmers. Uh, so can you please share, uh, like if our listeners who want to learn more about the Agrio and its products, where can they go or where can they find more information and how can they connect? Yeah, so we have a website, it's uh, agrio.app, and we are also operating a very active uh, blog there. We are uh, writing uh, a new post every week, so farmers, uh, users, uh, buyers can uh, follow us there. We're also very active in all the social media, main social, social media platforms, so please follow us. Perfect. And then we have one last question for you. There's a tradition on the Farm Bits podcast to ask for a piece of advice. What advice do you have for farmers that are facing challenges in pest management today? I would say my my personal impression and my personal impression, and I I get it all the time, is that we, when we talk with uh, farmers and when we suggest, uh, I would talk about the biological treatment. This is something that I need, which is underutilized by uh, growers. So whenever we talk with growers about uh, biological treatments, especially uh, fungicides, they are very uh, skeptical in the beginning, but they are very surprised by the results. And this is something that we are doing, trying to push very hard on the platform. We don't have any uh, economical uh, interest or so on, but uh, we find it very, very useful. And I'm surprised that it's not, uh, that it's underutilized. So my uh, suggestion maybe is to give it a chance and to be less uh, skeptical about it. Thank you very much to Nessie for taking the time to join this episode of the Farm Beats podcast. It's really exciting to see how the tools developed based on artificial intelligence and computer vision are helping farmers for taking decisions on pest management and crop protection. 
One of my favorite parts of this episode and what this company is doing is the vast knowledge base of pest management across many pest, crops, and territories. It truly is a valuable tool for the partnership between digital pest management and any grower's operation. I agree, and I think how these tools and products are providing farmers for early scouting and tech management decisions is really fascinating. I hope you enjoyed the episode and we look forward to sharing another digital egg story with you next week on Farm Beats. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Beats podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have any comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the reviews section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We would like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the host and guest on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Beats.